Yo, what's good? Welcome to another episode of Fun with Dumb. Today, I have a special guest, um, a friend, pretty f- couple of years now, good amount of time, I would say. Yeah. Um, she's uh, all over YouTube and your favorite fashion outlets. <laughs> Make some noise for Jen M, y'all, everybody. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's- Thank you. We, did, we didn't put that in post. That's all live coming at you from the live studio audience. Jen, thank you for coming. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate you. Um, every time I do some kind of video or something, I ask you for, for a favor and you always pull through. Always. And I always thank you for that. Well, thank you. Well, you put out some really great content. I like how you're always switching things up and I love your eye. Thank You've you. got a great eye. I like to mm-hmm. spice it up. Twenty twenty vision, you know. Absolutely. Great eyes. Great eyes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's been? I mean, I feel like we haven't really sat down and caught up. So this was a. This is kind of a good way to catch up. I know. I saw you at the eighty eight rising party, which is how this whole thing spawned. Yeah. I was like, congrats on your podcast. Yeah. I mean, like, can I be on it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing about my podcast, I just want to get. I I think there's a lot of podcasts out there, and a lot of it's from the comedy world, mm-hmm, you know. But mm-hmm. mine. I kind of wanted to get just my circle is very eclectic and people from all different types of occupations and walks mm-hmm. of life. So I thought it'd be interesting to do one with you, which is a huge, I mean, in Los Angeles, like what you do, there's a lot of people in that industry now, mm-hmm. you know, um, let's, uh, how would you describe yourself? Like if you gave yourself a title, just curious. Uh, I think the proper job title is digital content creator because mm. I don't like the word influencer. Okay. And I used to go by just YouTuber, but then my content spans throughout like all digital social medias. Right. So. Do you hate the word like influencer? I do. Yeah. I really do. I'm not a big fan of that word too. It's so, it's so powerful. And <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah, and it, you can't just toss around influencer no. to everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's like, how if you, you can't have 500 influencers, like, right? <laughs> then you have no influencees. Exactly, like, who's, exactly. Who's getting influenced? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I would say you're kind of an OG at this point, even though you look still like you're in high school. Thank you. Stuff. Thank but, God. <laughs> you, but I'm saying, like, you are, you're an OG in the, like, YouTube and fa- fashion vlogging, I would say. Yeah, I would say I would. Yeah. I think before I was a little intimidated by the word OG because I didn't felt I didn't feel like I was in the space for that long. But right, right. I'm like pushing nine years, man. That's crazy. That's pretty OG. That is yeah. OG. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's killed some people on the way, and she's uh, not kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like to think about kind of where that industry has come to i know it's so crazy like when i first started youtube in 2010 when i told people what i did making youtube videos people just assumed that i was unemployed right and i think it recently just got more status maybe three or four years ago because now when people find out that i do youtube they're like oh my god how do you make money how did you get started and they're very interested but back in the day they just kind of overlooked it and i don't mind being underestimated so yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, was it not that lucrative in the beginning? It was just like no, I was no. I did it for free because I loved to do it. There, was, there weren't like no brands like reaching mm-mm, out. Mm-mm. Yeah, you would make money from AdSense, and right. you still do. But that's but, not really where the money's at. No, no more. it's like campaigns yeah. and deals. Right, right. Yeah. What's I mean? I I remember just kind of coming across your videos and like that was kind of my first introduction to it because I didn't even know like that existed. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like it was more like like a whole lifestyle thing, just fashion too and you talk about like what music you're listening to <laughs> and stuff. Like what was your like upbringing in high school? Like was it 
what kind of kid were you? Like, you know, I feel like now it's a little bit more integrated where you have all these kids that are like hip hop heads mm -hmm. and rock. It's mm -hmm. like all normal, mm -hmm. you know, going to a mm -hmm. music festival mm -hmm. and being into everything. You know, back then I feel like things were a little bit more segregated. No, like, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it's because finding music was really hard. I only built up my music library through my friends or my brother or I would risk going on LimeWire and hope that I don't get a yeah. virus yeah. or like get caught, you know? Right. And I think now people just have the pleasure of indulging in whatever type of music they want. If we had Spotify back in the day, I'm pretty sure we would have had so much more range. Right. Uh, but when I was in high school, I don't know. Wait, I was this in high school that you started making the videos? Or? No, no. But I think you were asking me what kind of music yeah, I liked yeah, yeah. in high school, I guess. Yeah. Right? But yeah. You were kind of like an alternative girl, right? I like, guess so, yeah. I yeah. mean, I liked a lot of rock music. Right. I think that's where I found my base. So I loved punk rock, punk, emo music, hardcore. Yeah. We would always go to shows wherever we could. And I wouldn't mosh, but I would just... <laughs> I would just feel the anger. And I feel like that's what kind of made me such an angry kid growing up. Because, God, like, I was listening to... Were you angry? You don't seem like an angry person. I know. But... Everyone always assumes that. But I've I've dealt with a lot of anger issues. Yeah. And I feel like just the past two or three years, I have really, really addressed it. And I think right. it's when I got engaged. And I was like, dude, I can't be this way anymore. So... <laughs> <laughs> I can't right? be angry. I can't be so angry anymore because I'm kind of a hothead. I think your anger level is like an angry Pikachu. Like, that would be the level. Yes. Be I, like, but Pikachu's really Pikachu. strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, people underestimate the Pikachu from the outside perspective, but at the peak level of Pikachu, mm -hmm. it can shock a lot of people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of voltage. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, by the way, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. Yeah, Thank um, you. I, I saw a recent IG story. It was adorable. You guys did the... You guys already did a regular like traditional american wedding not yet oh you so, haven't oh this was first uh-huh uh -huh. so i they recently did like a, a korean traditional korean wedding um which is like i mean there's a lot of things different mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. the, the the traditional like uh, bride and groom outfits yeah i wear hanboks hanbok which mm -hmm. is like a traditional like garment um, and then is there like what is there any other things that you do that's I, I don't really know much about it that's why I'm asking you like what, what is there like what are the things what's like the cake cutting what is this what is that you know well so my dad planned the entire thing because when I first got engaged there was a little bit of tension between me and my dad because he wanted it a certain way because when I was planning it I was like okay Apa, like you get a plus 10 which I think is pretty good five of your favorite couples and he was like no I need a plus 50 <laughs> and I was like uh, is plus 10 normal? That seems a little small. Is that normal? Is that good? I mean, well, my wedding's only 100 people. Well, that's true. It is your wedding. Right? I guess it's not their wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. And then he wanted me to get married in a church. And I was like, but I want to get married at the beach. And right. so there was a lot of tension of what he wanted this that's wedding cool to that be. that's that he wanted to get involved. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, he so... He's involved in everything, or he tries to be. So it's yeah. more your dad than your mom, or what? Yeah, I think my dad is definitely the, you know, the leader of the group, you know? Yeah, And yeah. I think I get a lot of my charisma from him, which I love, that's but I also cool. get my temper from him. So right, we're literally right. just, like, talking, talking, and then we'll be just be, like, screaming at each other, yeah. and then we'll just be like, okay, so what do you want to eat? And then we'll be normal. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. It's, it's a weird dynamic, for sure. And, and your but, fiance, Ben... Like, how did he react to the whole traditional element of it? He was really open to it. I mean, he's I been think... pretty open to, like, I've seen you guys 
go out and do a lot of Korean shit too. Uh -huh, <laughs> and uh -huh. like it's been, you know, he's always like down for it. He's game. Absolutely. I like that he's really open minded and he's kind of like a social chameleon. You can throw him into any type of pool of people and he'll get along. And I love that because right, I've right, right. dated some people in the past where like outside of our friends group, they just suck. Does, you know? does Ben like kimchi or what? He does like kimchi. Okay, which that's like usually a deal breaker for me. Right, because you have like to have If you kimchi. don't fuck with the kimchi, uh, I might have to... I don't know. That's not going to work, I think, dude. <laughs> right, because you want to put it in the fridge and like it does make, make your fridge smell a certain way. Yeah, it's just right? one of those like, things like everyone culture kind of has that thing like where if... It's not like if you love the person, then it's cool. I, I love mm -hmm. them, but like that's gonna just make me cringe and hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like if you eat kimchi and you make a face and shit, oh my god, that's mm. gonna it's gonna fuck me up mentally. Deal breaker. It, it is, for sure. It is. But that's good. He likes kimchi. Okay, yeah, cool. I yeah. already approve. Uh huh. Great. Not that my approval matters, but all right, cool. Um, yeah. So that's why. But going back to the Pebek, that's why my dad just planned a whole separate event. For just his church friends, it was, it was like 200 people. And the customs were really interesting. Like I went in pretty blindly because he just didn't want me to worry about it. And That's so, tight. yeah. So the only thing that I was really involved with was picking the hanbok, which yeah. was so fun. We went to Mihi Hanbok. So if you're looking for like a nice modern hanbok, I would suggest so all going there. all my homies looking for hanboks, you know mm -hmm. where to get them now. Mihi, yeah. yeah. They even had an exhibition at LACMA. So oh, that's tight. That's pretty cool, yeah. yeah. So I got my humbugs from there, and then we did all these traditions where, like, they put me in another outfit, and I don't know what it's called, but they put, like, stickers on my cheeks. Oh, yeah, the yeah, red, yeah. yeah, I literally look like Pikachu. And then they put this head garb, and then they put another robe on me, and then we play this game where you toss chestnuts or jujubes. Okay. And depending on how many you catch, that foreshadows how many children you're going to have. So, okay, so but we, so you try to oh do you try to catch it or do you try to like not catch it? I mean, like, <laughs> I was pretty immobile at that point. Like I couldn't move my arms, so like it was just like this. I was we we're holding this weird fabric. Oh, okay. So it lands then, on the fabric, uh -huh. and how many chestnuts land on there depends. Like that's how many kids you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I think chestnuts is boys and jujubes are girls. How many did you guys catch? We got like fourteen. Four <laughs> yeah, and uh, what the hell? exactly. It's gonna be the Brady Bunch. Like, yeah, right. What the hell? I, I mean, if we we're gonna continue. In this YouTube channel, I feel like it would be a great John kids. and Kate plus eight, but do you, without do you the want drama. a lot of kids? No, I want one. One, okay. Because I don't, I just the whole pregnancy thing really scares me. Yeah, it scares me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to give birth, so I, I don't know you what know, you're tripping I, about. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's I'm in this together. We're in this together. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I like to consider myself always there for the partner. So it's a fifty-fifty thing. Yeah. Not really, not really. Well, not really. you're you're an uncle. I right? am. Yeah, yeah. I have a niece. She's like three years old. Aww. Mad cute. Yeah, her name's Nova. That's a cool name. Yeah, my sister's like a hippie. So, <laughs> uh, but she's adorable. I mean, I'm. I I'd say like I didn't think I wanted kids or I even liked kids until my niece came in and played. Mm -hmm. Even my dad. My dad's like real cold. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Until like the niece came in and now he's all like sending emojis like i didn't i didn't even know he knew how to use emojis <laughs> right, you know right. what i mean like I, I i'm like hey dad how you doing and he sends like a duck that's like okay <laughs> like oh what God. the hell like it's like so weird yeah is but. it the cacao stickers? cacao stickers oh my god i love how expressive they are yeah george do yeah. you have a cacao I think I let it slide, but I know that duck. I would know okay, because George, when you said, uh, when you said the duck George duck. is a white dude who knows mad shit about <laughs> Korean stuff, and I was like, okay, do you have a cacao? I just put you to the test, but you don't have cacao, so. Mm. Um, 
I had it. It just like uh, went it went uh, defaulted since I hadn't used it. At all. Oh, okay, I see. okay, that's cool. fair. Yeah. You have iMessage and yeah, we WhatsApp. can we can communicate through Kakao from now on. Okay. Right, yeah, cool. I like the voice changer on Kakao. Have you used it before? Oh yeah, the little cat or the yeah, yeah the cat oh or the dog. It's yeah. so it like it helped me and my mom actually for a little bit because whenever she would say something serious, I would ask her to play it in the cat voice. Yeah, it's like, and then it, yeah, <laughs> and it would just like alleviate some stress. I'm like, okay, right, right, right. This, is, this is funny. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'd holler at girls usually. Like, hey there, it's Tom. What's up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty creepy right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's tight. Are you? I mean, what, are you excited about the American? What is like? You know, that one's like you're because you're American. You know, yeah, that's gonna be like the official official. Yeah, right? yeah. It's so that's on Friday. Oh wow! I know. Yeah, congrats, Thank yo. You. That's, it's it's. I mean, it's something that. I mean, I've seen, I've met you so early on. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, a lot of my homies, just like you or anybody else, like, we're all kind of going through that right now. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like I never was ever invited to weddings. You know you, what I mean? Really? And then, yeah, and then. It's starting to happen and I'm all like, damn, like, I got to like go clean myself up and stuff. Like, <laughs> I got to go get the tuxedo, go to rehab. No, oh no, my I'm kidding, God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty, it's like really a, like the level of adulting, I feel mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like, because I feel like a lot of our industries, it's very youthful. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then like you go into that area and it's becoming adult. Like even Tim, right? Tim's like getting oh, married. I, I think we're going to get married on like the same week, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was invited to his wedding, so I actually forgot until right now. I have to get ready for that one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a Saturday or something. <laughs> no, it's not. No, is it not? I hope not. Okay, you should probably check, man. Yeah, check I gotta, the I gotta check. I gotta, yeah. It's on my fridge. I gotta uh-huh. check. But um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, is there any big plans for that? Like, is any spe- are you doing anything special? Like weird, like helicopter rides and parachuting no, and stuff no. oh with like smoke coming out. No, you no, know, I spelling think, out each other's names. No, <laughs> no nothing. So extra. No, I think we're gonna keep it pretty traditional. Um, it's a pretty small wedding. It's a hundred people in Malibu, and. Uh, I learned a lot about myself through the whole wedding planning process because, yo, it's really stressful because I have never, I've only been to maybe like two weddings in my life, let alone plan my own. And I feel like there's so many opinions you get about what this special day is going to be like. And I just found it really intense because coming from someone who wants to please a lot of people, I found myself getting a little overwhelmed a lot right 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 like do you like these linens or those linens yeah but, but you yeah. can't choose those linens because those are hotel but linens, you are so. pretty like you know with anything you do just knowing your personality you are very hands-on and you like particular decisions mm-hmm. isn't this kind of like your area your expertise kind of I mean, like but i mean for fashion and clothes it's so ephemeral because you just take it off at the end of the day but with this wedding it felt like a lot of pressure because you only get one hopefully and (laughs) so (laughs) you want to be able to like make something that is just gonna be classic but I just learned that I was I learned about I learned that I was overthinking a lot and just going with my gut because I noticed that the more time I processed random decisions like what do you want for the hors d'oeuvres it just pick it right then and there. Like you don't need right. like two weeks to process on what kind of food you want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. Um, like, is are you? Uh, yeah, no, I, I. It's hard. I, it's, I guess it's hard for me to chime in on this. Oh, right. I mean, zero wedding experience. Yeah, zero wedding experience. But um, I was gonna say, like, as you were like doing 
you know, as you're like, you're very public with a lot of stuff like vlogging and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, has that been a challenge with like a relationship through this whole stuff? Like, kind of, because I feel like with YouTube, it's kind of like a self induced Truman show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I owe my subscribers a lot because. They're the reasons. They're the reasons why I'm able to live a life like this, you know. So right. I, I'm always keeping them in mind, but I also need to preserve myself as well. And I think. How do you make those decisions? Like, what gets on? You know, which what do you like to publicize, and what do you like to keep public? You know. I mean, I think for heavier, deeper emotions. I need to figure that out myself first. I will never film myself or document myself until I'm over it completely. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot of YouTubers that just film themselves like as they're breaking down. And honestly, yeah, they get a lot of views when I see like a thumbnail crying. I'm like, why are they crying? You know, I'm very nosy. But I it's very rare that I do that because I almost feel like it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. You can only do it so many times before people are like, you're just a freaking mess. You right, know? right, right. And I think it's important to process emotions like that. And I think until I'm comfortable with talking about it, I will. Yeah. And I feel like this whole 2018 has been a really transformative year for me. I feel like I finally got the help that I needed. I've been going to therapy for a full year. And Yo, I've been looking into therapy. I have a list of therapists that... Yeah. I can give you. Yeah, because I like I realize I don't talk a lot about my emotions, mm. and I always mask it with humor mm -hmm. in podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, but I'll be like I'll go to like an acting class, and then they'll be like, okay, so you're this character, you know, he, he's he's like this, you know, he has this relationship with his parents. Go, and I'll start doing the character, and I'll start going deep, deep for like ten minutes straight, and then my acting coach would be like, wait, is that? Are you talking about yourself or the character? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 the character. And I was like, Whoa. yeah, but while I was like going in about myself for like 10 minutes, you Damn. know, and I forget. And uh -huh. I realized like that was like a moment of therapy right there. Damn. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're doing acting, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the character. It, yeah, 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 but it was crazy. I realized like those moments, like, yeah, it felt like so refreshing too, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? So that was like a form of therapy for me. But yeah, I mean, has that helped you or what? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I feel like, I have a lot of emotions and they're very intense. And for me, for a long time, I had trouble containing them. But with my therapist, I am able to say the most fucked up shit. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to say it out loud just to get out of it. Like just to get it out of your body, even if you don't even mean it. Yeah. So it's nice to go to a professional who is not related to you in any way, doesn't have any ties with your friends or your family, but they know who the core of you are. And are they like, like very, just the responses and stuff, you can tell it's very professional? Yes, And they're yes. getting more out of you and uh -huh, stuff? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Really? Okay. But the thing is like, I'm really open. So yeah. I've seen four therapists in my life. Whoa. Yeah, That's I know. That's a lot of secrets. It's a lot of secrets in the, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. One, of the per, one of the therapists was kind of debatable. Like I didn't know what she was. I found her on Yelp. And yeah. she knows a lot about me, but I don't know is if she's- Typical finding therapists on Yelp. I don't know if that's <laughs> well. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah people but... like leaving Yelp reviews. Like I told them my darkest secret, and guess what? I found it on Facebook oh the next God. day. And okay, no, but oh uh, yeah. I mean, so you found a therapist on Yelp? Yeah, I, I think she's she was more of a life coach, and I knew there was an issue when she was talking more to me than I was talking. Like the speaking ratio was 70% for her and then 30% for me. And then oh. when she started like pushing ayahuasca to me, like all, for all the sessions, I was like, <laughs> I, I think yeah. I'm good. Dude. Like, like, do you have any other alternatives? Yeah, like um, I don't want it. 
do this. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah. But if you need, if you want to take ayahuasca, I, mean, I know the lady who will give it to you. That's just a funny thing to imagine like a therapist on Yelp and seeing like thousands of comments underneath their Yelp page. You right? know, like yeah. people just going off about how their experience was mm-hmm. when you want to keep that low key. But I, I guess therapy is more of a recommendation thing. Absolutely. Like my fourth and my final therapist, I found through a referral. Right. So that's tight. It was good. And I actually found a Korean American woman therapist. And ah, that was key. Because there's like a cultural similarity there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need a go. Understanding. Exactly. Yeah. Like who, who already understands the culture and like what you've been through. And you really feel like they're empathetic. Because right. for a while, like my first therapist, she was like an older Hispanic lady and she was really nice. But I felt like she didn't really understand me. Right, right, right. And. Yeah, there's a big that's mm-hmm. a thing. It's there's a huge taboo with therapy in the Korean culture, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I think for a lot of Koreans, they all uh, older generation. They always thought of therapy as like something, you know, only crazy people go to. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. When it's like, no, we just need somebody to listen to. No, absolutely. You know? Like even my therapist has a therapist. Like everyone <laughs> should go to therapy. Yo, yeah. it's, that, that's wild. Is that is that yeah. true? I asked her. I was like, do you have a therapist? And she's like, yeah, I do. I go once a week. Because oh, she gets so much shit. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're hearing all it's these like, crazy thoughts. I just thoughts. hear problems like, from everybody, but who's going to listen to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? no, no, no. I, I, I get that. Yeah, we should all have therapists. Mm-hmm. That's tight. Yeah. Remember that. Take notes. Right? Get therapists. No, or you just need a really good friend, too. Like, sometimes, yeah. like, my friends are just my therapy, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's tough, too, you know, with friends, you know, because it's like my friends and I just roast each other. <laughs> And it's like the opposite of therapy. I feel like know? guy relationships are different than girl and girl relationships. Yeah. Because I feel like when two girls meet, we just go in. Like you about know? your problems But everything, you know. Right. Ins and outs. And you got to make sure it's like a nice balance. Like it's, it's good not and is there a you. good understanding? Because I feel like sometimes it's just like, you know, there's, I mean, it's different relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like certain girls is like very understanding. Some like just be like, bitch, get over it. Like, you know, like that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, like, tough love. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, do you have, you, I mean, you seem like you have a good uh, circle of friends. You I know? do. And you have a lot yeah. of friends that are like in the same industry, right? I do. Right, yeah. right. How's, how's, how's that balance been? I mean, it's, that's a weird kind of balance. I don't, I don't have a lot of like rapper friends, I would you say. You don't? Yeah, you do. Oh, I do. I you do. do. I guess my best friend yeah. is a rapper. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you have a lot yeah. of rapper friends, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. But for some reason, when we hang out, like, I don't want to do any rap-related stuff with each other. I just want to kick it. Would you, you know? talk about rap problems? R- rap your- problems? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't like, like talking indus- about... In- industry problems or something. Like, We'll hey, man, fan out about-, about it, but we won't talk about each other's rap problems. Oh. Yeah, because I feel like my whole thing is, if, like, we're depending on where everybody is in their career... Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I don't like to talk about where um, our our where our problems in our si- our level of the industry mm-hmm. because it makes people feel weird. You know what I'm saying? Like I have more famous friends, I have less famous friends. Mm-hmm. I don't like to talk about my problem where I'm at when I have a homie who's not even on yet or able to mm-hmm. make money off mm-hmm. of it. And hear that problem? It's like mm-hmm. oh boo hoo. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> you know hard for I mean? them to relate. So yeah. I like to navigate that like strategically. You know, because I just, you know, that, like Chris Rock has a whole bit like, like, um, you know, like skinny people ain't allowed to talk about fat people. <laughs> just like, you know, rich people can't talk about poor people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like a- around each other. Yeah. yeah there, so. there has to be like a some sort of like you have to be able to relate to them in some way. So even for like my problems for YouTube, like I don't go and tell like my high school friends about it, right. you know, because they're going to be like, why are you complaining? 
you exactly, know? Exactly, exactly. Because it, it, it feels, I don't know, it's still like the same emotion of like stress and being overwhelmed, but you just have to kind of like... I just kind of hold back on it because like, yeah, everybody's like on their own thing and, and you know, I, I just like... I don't think that's my, like, that's the group that I would want to talk about that mm-hmm. or vent to or mm-hmm. have that dialogue with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, you have a lot of, you have a circle of all your homegirls that's doing well and you, like, support them too, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. You, that's dope. Yeah, anything that my friends do, I fully support as long as it makes them happy, you know? So, I've got, like, a, a really great array of friendships, you know? They all right. do different things. Obviously, I've my friends who do YouTube and that's nice because we're able to really just chat about the industry and talk about new ideas we can do. And so I feel really supported in that, in that sense. And I feel like as I get older, I really, really value my relationships with people. And I think back in the day, if I didn't vibe with someone, I didn't try to vibe with them. Right. But these days I, it's almost like a game in my head. I'm like, okay, like I just want to find one thing that, I like about this person and, and just enough. write on that. And you're like, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that. I think, I think I do that too. Like I, I want to like meet friends that has all the elements uh-huh. I, I want, but it's like, it shit don't work like that. It's impossible. Like I have a best mm-hmm. friend and like, I have a couple best friends, but like there's things that I'm like, Oh, I fucking can't stand too, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's the other end is like stronger. You know, I'm like, okay, I like this dude for this a lot. Absolutely. And that's like enough. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And yeah. like I've learned that whatever, even if you, if it, I feel like every person has that thing that they right. can work on, you know. Yeah. And so I just, what's helped me is I just realize like they're doing the best that they can. This is their best. So how, why am I going to knock them down for it? Right. And if it gets to a level where you know they're real crazy, then we'll have a serious talk, you know. Right. And I'll kind of lay it out like, hey, is there anything that's bothering you about me? Like, because I'm always down for constructive criticism and i feel like it kind of goes in the youtube space because the second you do something a little off there's gonna be at least like five comments that are gonna call you out on it so it makes you very self-aware you i noticed you you kind of read like every comment huh are you that type you read comment like every comment back in the day i would read every single comment that came in i i think it was kind of not a disorder but I was very obsessed with refreshing and seeing what people thought about me. Right. And it was very, very destructive, honestly. I, th- I think it's a lot of, like, I've kind of, I'm kind of like that, but not even just started thinking about me, but I like I like watching videos of any kind mm-hmm. and going in their comments. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, what are people saying it's about like this or that? Yeah. yeah, but it's like, that is a very destructive thing. It fucks with me. And it mm-hmm. sucks that we all, like, look through our comments, and if there's, like, a hundred good comments about you, and there's one negative one, we mm-hmm. tend to focus on the negative Right. One. It's like 99 motherfuckers like you, and there's one dude who hates you, and he's the one who's going to get a reply. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's so, like, fucked up. Totally. It's. I think it's because, I don't know, I feel like we're our own worst bullies and when we see someone vocalize what we've already said to ourselves before i feel like it confirms that thought yeah that does yeah that does happen mm-hmm. and sometimes it does help me too actually really yeah i'll say this like if i make a song and there's like a part that i really don't like but it's like good enough where i'm like i'm just gonna yeah, yeah. Gonna, i'm gonna go along with mm-hmm. it and i'll send it to my friend my friend will like find that exact part and be like yeah i think this part's kind of weak and then it confirms what I thought. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck, you're right. I should change. I should change. Nice. And I do change. And it says I take that criticism. Yeah. You know? It's good that you have like friends that can like comb over it and be like, oh, hey. And yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it seems like you have like, how do you like, do you just ignore bad comments now? Or we're like, Yeah. I don't respond to negative comments. Have you ever? I not really because. Like you I'm, ever snap? 
no, I, I, I'm too sensitive to it's like, snap bitch, that. Bitch, fuck you. You're <laughs> ugly. <laughs> no, but it's like it's like the you're ugly or you're fat comments don't really get to me. Right, it's right. like the really intense, descriptive hate comments like where what? they <laughs> know a lot about you. They're like, the way you look at your brother sometimes, I feel like you don't really respect him. Like just weird shit like that. And you're like, <laughs> yo, what? that is like yeah, kind of deep though. I know. Shit. It's really or like I notice that you don't really hang out with this person anymore, and like I see your eyes light up, but I don't know. It's just it's just way too descriptive i'm like dude i just want to delete this it's one like, oh my god look at a minute and 16 seconds where she gave that bitch the side eye oh my god she clearly <sighs> hates her oh my god it's like i was literally just looking at the freaking door dude <laughs> not that freaking serious no that that is damn that is pretty deep though that man trolls are fucking mean I dude know. it's like the people that hate you the most are pretty involved in your life you right. know because they're just looking for something that they don't like about you and it's kind of like that one song Love me or hate me, it's still an obsession, yeah, right? Yeah. It is. And I don't know, I feel like these days I give myself a time on how long I could look at my comments. So when I first upload a video, I'll spend like 30 or 40 minutes You'll responding. respond too, right? Yeah. yeah I, and then if I get a negative comment, I won't respond to that one and I'll respond to like 20 good ones. Do you ever delete comments? I'll delete it if it's really just nasty. Or like homophobic or racist yeah, or something, Yeah, right? or Yeah, but if it's something that's like constructive but, but but it's still mean i'll leave it on there right yeah okay because they get they get mad when you delete those yeah, yeah they're yeah, like yeah. why'd you delete my comment i'm like how, how have you seen like that whole world of like you know fashion change with like instagram and youtube like you think like it's made an impact even in the fashion industry itself absolutely i feel like even like four years ago Instagram people weren't going to like front row fashion week, you know, oh, right, or, do, right. or being the face of huge campaigns. Right. And they I, weren't like even respected to that level, maybe yeah, in, yeah. in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. But I feel like everything is just kind of blurring together. Right. But I feel like it's it's really hard to stay afloat sometimes because, mm. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. You and put a lot of videos out a week, right? I do two videos two. a week. Yeah. And that's a lot of videos. It's a, a week. lot, man. Yeah. And for a while, my manager is like, can you do three a week? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I could try, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I feel like every, I think maybe and you edit it. You don't have, like, you don't really have a crazy team or anything, well, right? This year I changed that. You did? Because before I was doing it all on my own, and I was like, why am I so unhappy with my life? And why do I always feel like I'm walking on a tightrope? And yeah. it's because I wasn't expanding and delegating. Yeah. And I think it's because I had a lot of control issues because everything I did, I wanted to, you know, have my peace in it. But, but I, I got, think that's important. It is important. Yeah. But you can only allot yourself so much, you know? Yeah. Because, so I have a video editor now. It's been transformative. Really? So she's, That's crazy that you only recently got a video editor. Right? That's nuts because like, yeah, you've been doing almost 10 years and you've been editing everything on your mm -hmm, own. Mm -hmm. That's Learning, And like the graphics are just getting crazier and crazier and the video editing is just, go, you yeah, know. Yeah, your editing game's gone crazy. I've seen CGI Transformers, <laughs> try on fedoras and oh shit. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> overalls. Okay. Optimus Prime wearing overalls Wait, and I'm shit. Getting, I'm getting like, really God, inspired damn. right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. I've I've seen your typography game, you know. Oh, thanks. I'm not even Defont.com. Yeah, no, well, but I was I, there was a time where I was editing my own vlogs and stuff they too, were so and I was good. biting your shit. I know you. Well, you asked me how to do it, and I yeah, gave you the blueprint. Yeah, I was like, yo, do you mind if I ask you like what camera you use, blah blah blah? And she was very helpful. She sent me all the list, 
and I bought it immediately. It was so good. I did the same for this podcast. I was invited to a podcast, and I saw. I was like, while I was getting interviewed, I just looked at all the equipment, like, okay, he's got this arm, this microphone. I went the next day and just bought every oh exact thing. There's another podcast that has the exact table. I just Is this Tiger shit. Belly? Huh? It, no? Wait, uh, I don't want to name any podcast okay, that I'm never jacking mind. Okay, from, never mind. Okay. He is a producer for Tiger Belly really? as well. Really? Okay. Oh, I love that podcast too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout, out, shout out Tiger Belly. <laughs> <laughs> but it but is anyway. one of the influences, yes. Um, we'll just edit that Called part you out. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, it's dope. I, I, think for, I, don't, I think everybody should be willing to give advice and you know help out or anything. Like They shouldn't feel that competitive level. No. Just because you give them the tools of what you use to make stuff doesn't mean like, oh, they're going to produce the same stuff. Exactly. I always tell everybody, you couldn't have all the tools in the world, but like, it's not going to mean anything if you don't know how to, like, you don't, you don't know how to use it mm -hmm. properly. You mm -hmm. know, like you, you gotta, yeah, I think like you could be, have all the money in the world, get turntables, a microphone recording, but like, it's not going to rap for you. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. And I think it's, I think that competitive nature can be very toxic because I truly believe there's enough success for everybody. Right. And so if I, I don't know, if I, if, if I ask for advice for someone and they give it to me, I really, really appreciate it. And I think it's about just finding your own spin. And no matter what you do, you're going to have your own spin because it's you that's doing it. Yeah. What would you say is like something that separates what you do with a lot of the other YouTubers or fashion vloggers? <sighs> That's hard. Well, I mean, I it's, feel like everybody who has a huge following in that world, like, has something, right? Because it's, you know, there's a lot of people in that world. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. what do you think you do well? Like, is it, you think you, the quality of your YouTube videos or what? I mean, I don't want you to talk about yourself like that. No, I mean, <laughs> but, it's so hard. I mean, it's like one of those questions you're like, describe yourself in three words. Right. I'm like, I don't know. Right, right, right. But I guess I could say that consistency is a huge mm. thing. Consistency yeah, and true. quality. Because I've never liked to half-ass anything. You know, and from the eight years I've done YouTube, I've never taken a break. I've always come out with a video every single week. And I think that differentiates me a little bit, I think. No, I think yeah, like I'm, it's crazy because people see when they see you videos, you seem very like chill and like comfortable. But like knowing you, you get pretty obsessive over things. I'm very obsessive. Yeah. 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 You got intense. Uh, I'm you know? very intense. I, I, like I'll be chilling with you and. I'll like talk to you about something and be like, what? You sure? Like, do I really do that? Blah, blah, blah. And like, you'll go crazy yeah, thinking yeah. about it. And uh huh. Stuff. Uh huh. But it's good. I'm glad you tell me that kind of stuff. Yeah. Remember when we went to Yangji that one yeah, night yeah, after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I was so focused on my kimchi jjigae. <laughs> And I was like, tell me this is the best kimchi jjigae you've ever had. <laughs> and Sophie went to me and was like, yo, like you were pretty intense in the kimchi jjigae spot. And I was like, yeah, okay, I need to stop. I need to tone it <laughs> down a little bit. The flavors, the ingredients. I was like, yo, chill, <laughs> fam. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, mean, I think that meticulousness shows in the qualities of the video. You know, I'm very hands-on too with everything. Like very big on like typography mm -hmm. and what you know intros and what i like you know i learned that from like a mentor of mine he was very like always like kind of micro managing something a little bit you totally know? yeah i think in this industry like, you have to be passionate and intense or else you won't make it you can't just be like chilling and expect things to happen yeah but when are you gonna start your youtube channel again i know these podcasts are going on there I mean, but are you gonna vlog at all I'm not, you know what, vlogging and YouTube videos started like really killing my soul a little bit. Really? You, know? you only did it for like a summer. Yeah. <laughs> it, was really, it was really good. All right, Jen, please <laughs> don't remind me of my non-consistency. Um, <laughs> nah, I, uh, it, it was, I mean, 
I, the vlogging stuff was fun. I just, I think that part, I'm a little bit just lazy. Like, I don't, mm. I, you know, I think, and also that summer, I happened to be in a house with, like, six other, like, fun dudes, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I noticed when I lived by myself, like, I, and I just, like, I'm not that fun alone. <laughs> you know, like, I don't do a lot of fun shit, you know? But when I lived in that house with all these dudes who were, like, musicians and mm -hmm, artists, like, mm -hmm. we were doing crazy, like, jackass type stuff, and it was fun, you know? But now it's just like, ah, uh, now I got to go to the park, <laughs> Or the Getty or somewhere to <laughs> create an activity that I can <laughs> vlog, you know, and act like I have fun days Monday through Sunday, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think this was more of my like speed, you know. I, like I think so. Conversing, I mean, just having talks, breaking down things. Because mm -hmm. I think as an artist, like you can have, you don't need to just like always like document yourself because you need to preserve a little of that for your. That's your always songs, been my difficulty. Tracks, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think. I think people in hip hop specifically have a rappers have a lot a uh, hard time mixing this and not not so much anymore, mm -hmm. but generally from the beginning, like there was like a lot of elements of like rap music that's like machismo and like you you can't be so you can't give all of yourself out mm -hmm. there because you mm -hmm. want to be cool like yeah. too cool for school sometimes. Uh -huh. So this is actually a harder craft for someone like in the rap industry to do. That's true because you have to be like vulnerable. You have to be willing to. Yes, you have to like really open yourself up, and I feel like. As a rapper, there's almost like a fantasy. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Kind, not a fantasy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you, I mean, there's like a different persona. Mm -hmm. But I feel like my persona has been always pretty honest. Like, I've never been a crazy, like, I've admitted, like, you know, being nerdy and dorky and stuff in my stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So this is kind of like the right field for me. You I know? think so. What, what, uh, what's like, would you say is something about your industry that you don't like or where it's gotten to that you don't like? Because there's, you know, it has changed a lot. Too. It has. I think it's just the frequency of what people expect kind of tires me out. I feel like we're really making content for the microwave generation mm. where they just want it hot and ready. They don't really care if it's really that good. Yeah. But if it is that good, then they like it even more. But then they expect that from you all the time. I get you. And I find that very fatiguing because even for me, I would love to do more, you know, deeper videos where I can really let my soul out. Mm. But for that, I need some time off, you know, I need to and get some Sometimes you'll do that and you won't even get as much response as you thought you would, right? Or like, you know what's crazy? Every time I open up my, about myself, it always does really well. Oh, okay. You know, but I, I, I don't want to put it out just for the sake of putting it out. Like, I want it to be a certain way. And so I'm working on a couple of videos, three actually, that are really introspective. Mm. I'm doing this art show with my brother on oh, October wow. 20th. It's going to be like a private art show where he's going to launch his music video. And I'm going to do this separate video with my filmmaker friend, Julia. And I guess I'll talk a little about a little yeah, bit about, what's, about what's, it. What's the video part like it, that you're working on? So it's about it's like a letter to all my ex-boyfriends. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. I've, I've fallen in love four times. Okay. And each of them were so different. But right. I learned something new about myself and something okay. that I had to. Right, right. And so, Is that similar to like Jenny Han's book? Uh, to all the ones I loved. I've never read that book. Yeah, yeah. It's like a young teen adult. That might be perfect time because it, it, there's a Netflix movie coming out. Get Out. Yeah, oh it's called God. To All the Boys I Loved. Jenny Han is this Korean um, young teen f fiction writer, uh, not young teen novel writer. Uh -huh. And um, Netflix bought the rights and it's this Asian female lead who talks about her, the, all the people she's loved. Oh my God. All the guys she's loved. Did they do casting for that already? Yeah, yeah. The girl kind of looks like you actually. <laughs> no, 
No, God. but actually, it'll be perfect because as, as that comes out, that's like a real scenario also from your perspective. Yeah, right? So that'll be interesting. But the thing is, with this video that I'm making, it's not. I'm not going to put it on YouTube. Okay. It's just going to be for the people at the art show. And I feel like that's what I need right that's now. That's dope. Because there's so much pressure, you know? And like, I feel like I, I'm afraid to show a lot of my personality in the fear of contradicting myself in the future. Right, right. So I, that's why on Twitter, it's just like my Instagram. Like sometimes I'll put like a random quote here and there. But I like I, it that you're not putting it out on YouTube though. Thanks. Just knowing yeah. that like there's some things that you have to go kind of see in person, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is, which is the element of like a live show, right? Yes. Like yes. this is you can't catch the live show. I mean, well nowadays if you've got the camera, then you can. <laughs> but it's just I'm just I like elements where you can't. It's not always just out there for everybody, right? Yeah, know? I want them. Whoever comes to the show, I want it to be uh, an experience. Right. You know, so like the theme of the show is just anything introspective and uh, personal. And your brother's like a music producer too, right? I met your brother. Yeah, I love my brother so much. That's tight. It's Oh My Move. Please follow him on SoundCloud. Yeah, you guys He's are both best. like kind of like artsy kids. Yeah, I think I got a lot of my influence from him. And I didn't realize it until maybe a year ago. I was like, damn, we're really similar. But when we were growing up, especially when I got into middle school, we just stopped talking yeah. until all the way until I graduated college. And that's when we like went on our first trip to Korea together. And it was so weird because mm. we had never drank together, but we were right. spending a long period of time together. Yeah, so, yeah, you guys got drunk and talking all like, I love you, no, man. No, it was actually really awkward. It was oh, just really? like, I don't even want to drink with you, dude. Like this right, is right. weird. And so like the first couple of nights we were just doing, you know, brother and sister activities. But I mean, fast forward now, like we're, we text each other every single day. I, whenever I'm feeling a little bit sad, like I'll just drive out and go see him. And right. I've never had that before. And so it feels really good. That's tight. Like, are you and your sister really close or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, people might not think we're close, but I felt, I feel like we are because the way we grew up, my parents were so busy mm -hmm. just, you know, being on that immigrant, immigrant parent grind, like always working. Mm hmm that like everything I was going going through growing up was like me and my sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just me and her. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to be like the best of us. We could fight and stuff. But mm -hmm. I felt like it was always her and me, you know, as opposed to like the whole unit, you know? Absolutely. But um, I'm just happy me and my sister turned out like good and not like in jail and dumb shit because I was bad but like my sister was even like worse wait so who's older I'm older oh, okay how yeah I'm two she... years older than got her. it okay but it was like my sister I mean my sister is gangster she has like Los Angeles tatted across her stomach like Damn. Tupac or some shit and like but then like now she has a niece and she's like so motherly and a great mm -hmm. mom and I'm like thank god you know she, she didn't like end up in jail or something <laughs> you know, just the new black and shit um, right nah oh, but it's, it's crazy like i think you just never know like where kids are gonna turn out you mm -hmm. know like i have my parents friends who are like getting good grades in high school and all that shit and they all turned out to be fuck-ups you know what i mean yeah. i'm so sorry shout out to the old homies but uh, <laughs> no but it's like I, and then me like i dropped out early you know was pursuing rap that's something that my parents didn't want me to do and, and mm. my sister was you know was doing bad in school but now she has her masters and you know really? I and I don't I still don't have my GED <laughs> but <laughs> you came out okay yeah I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm alright pretty I'm well okay. <laughs> but yeah so I mean I just think you never know you know the, I, I think kids who could even be pushed into academics could get uninspired as they get older mm -hmm. because they were pushed into something they didn't want to be a part of to mm -hmm. begin with so I don't think that's the proper way there's no blueprint 
Yeah, seriously. I'm always bewildered by siblings who grew up in the same household but are so different. Yeah. It's so crazy. But I guess people just process things differently. Yeah. How are but. your parents like? Like, are they pretty traditional Korean? Or are they Americanized? Or I think they're more modern than I thought. I think growing up, I was like, oh, like they're so square yeah. and they're so Korean. But they let me do a lot of the things that I wanted to, which yeah. was cool. Looking in hindsight, but then again, I was always doing stuff that pleased them too. Like I went to piano piano tutoring, and yeah. like, like, I, what do you I, call that? When you yeah, learn yeah piano? piano school. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did that, and I I went to college. Like they like they wanted me to. Are you went to UC Davis. Yeah, and I still haven't picked up my diploma. So oh, you I, haven't? No, I just haven't. Oh. I I because I, I was doing YouTube when I was in community college, and so they didn't care as, that I was doing YouTube as long as I was in school. What did you major in? Communication. Communicate. That's well. So, that's kind of the same shit, no? I I guess. What do you so. do with a communications degree, anyways? Work in PR. I don't know. Okay. Or I I wish I double majored in something. You know. Yeah, I think yeah. it would have it would have. I got, I had access to so much information. I wish I absorbed something else. Yeah. Because I think for a while the communication degree kind of messed me up because I would just criticize the way I was communicating or I would look at someone else and their nonverbal cues and be like, oh, this person's really not feeling me right now. Right, Arms right, right, are crossed, right. like no eye contact. Oh, is, that, is that what they study and shit? So, well, that was one of the, that was in my interpersonal communication class and I it, it got to me. <laughs> that sounds like an intense thing to learn on top of your personality already. Yeah, I know. It was a lot, dude. It was a lot. That's wild as fuck. Oh, oh man! I mean, um, your parents are Americanized, though. They they speak English and shit. No, they they speak Korean. My dad speaks really good Spanish. His oh, Spanish really? is better than his English. Yeah, my parents so. both speak Spanish. Right? Because yeah. they went to Ar- they're from Argentina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So my they... parents went to Chile. Oh really? So, yeah. Oh shit! Crazy. Mm-hmm. We got some South American Koreans over here. I know, right? I feel like that's what they did to get the green card, and then they went. Yeah. That was the the plan. Hola, me llamo Jonathan. <laughs> Uh, everyone always asks me do you speak Spanish and I'm like ah, poquito oh, and I'm just completely bullshitting like I don't speak even a little Spanish <laughs> nah but um, um, yeah so uh, I was gonna <laughs> I guess I guess I gotta ask you this too just for like some young fans of shit like if you could give any words of advice what would it be I know that's like very cliche but Ooh, to how old am I to my younger self uh, 18 oh, 17 okay sure <laughs> <laughs> answering my own question um i guess i would say oh, man it's hard i mean yeah because it's like there's not really one thing you can tell them there's a lot of things i want to tell but it's hard to really boil it down you think you i mean what's like a mistake you think you made that you would have done differently carrying what people thought about me too much. Mm. And I think for a long time, I was always like shape-shifting into whatever type of person I wanted that person to think I was. Right. And I think I spent a lot of just wasted energy doing that. That kind of doesn't help you really advance, huh? Because every time you're about to like find out more about yourself or know who you are mm-hmm. you go like this way right <laughs> and, you know and then you're like oh shit now and then you're just zigzagging yeah over left and right because i think people are drawn to comfortable people who really know themselves no matter what you are as long as you know yourself and you're comfortable with yourself like people are drawn to that authenticity i hate that word but you know people yeah. like when people are themselves and i think i would just tell my younger self 
to just embrace your neuroticism and your right. dorkiness and it's gonna amount to something because right. you you won't give up and i think that's really important what would you say to your <laughs> younger self i'm shit i'm still talking to my <laughs> current self right now trying to figure this shit out no I don't know. I, I just think it's just a longevity thing. You know, it's it's a marathon. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think people don't realize it. And and it's like, it sucks because the generation now, like, they, everybody wants things really fast, too. Yeah. You know, the change to happen really fast. Mm-hmm. So people don't stick with, like, a thing for, like, over a year or whatever mm-hmm. when you actually have to be spending a lot of time on it mm-hmm. for anything to happen. You know, I think people have a misperception because they see other successful people happen things happening overnight mm-hmm. you know and they're like oh this is how shit works because you can be viral yeah but people i mean but the thing is you can be viral but doesn't mean you're going to be ready for that no too. no you might not be ready for that success mm-hmm. like that's what like i think there was like the oprah quote where she was like success is when opportunity i mean uh, preparation and opportunity meet you know what such i mean such a good quote and it's it's true it's like you can have an opportunity but you're not you're not going to be if unless you're ready you're mm-hmm. not going to see any results you know absolutely yeah i love that quote i freaking love oprah man yeah i don't even know if oprah said that i don't know where <laughs> that came from but that's somebody smart said that shit um no but I, uh, also another question i've been getting really put onto a lot of weird like youtube channels because like youtube is like crazy now there's it's all so types crazy. of weird channels and stuff yeah is there like a weird youtube channel or a theme of youtube genre that you like been watching or you like yeah, I mean, I love ASMR. I recently got into the soap cutting ASMR world. Do you do any ASMR? Or? No, I I need to get like a really good mic. Oh, I see. But my friend Sophia does amazing ASMR videos. Hmm. She does facials. Oh, with the sound of like scrubbing and shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm gonna be a guest on that. So it'll be great. It's like hanging out, yeah. and I get a facial. So yeah, I got awesome. put on some of my favorites. Uh, my boy Rex Dizzy put me into like. The dark world of YouTube. Not even dark, but just weird. Uh-huh. There's a... Have you ever seen marble racing videos? So there's a guy... <laughs> have you seen those? So there's a dude who, like, builds out, like, like hundreds of feet of, like, racetrack with dirt, you know? Uh-huh. And he puts, like, ten marbles of different colors, and he races the marbles down the, the down of this track he made. And he narrates it. He's like, there's a green marble going in five feet ahead. And there's a blue marble coming right behind him. And it's like just these marbles rolling down the hill. And he has a different video every time of different track he made with different marbles. And he names the marbles like, oh, seahorses coming at you 10 feet. Like, And it's just like we're watching these. Sometimes we like gamble on yeah, it. Yeah. And it's just like the weirdest thing. But it's it has millions of views. It's amazing. It's really ethical, actually. It's the new horse racing, but with marbles. Yeah, I didn't heard... think about that. That's yeah. amazing. Yo, I feel like... <laughs> Peter is loving that shit. Yeah. Real talk, yo. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like, you know, um, excessive, like, like uh, competitive food eating. Oh, Matt Stoney? Matt Stoney. I yeah. love I've been him. trying to... Yo, Matt, I've been trying to get you. I emailed you already. Yeah. Oh, my God. You need to slide into his DMs again. Yeah. He's all like, oh, fuck that. It's not a fast food chain. I'm not going to be not fucking <laughs> with you. Nah, I've been trying to get him on because I can't stop watching this fool eat like 25 Big Macs in I an know. hour and shit. Like, oh, my God. It's disgustingly awesome. I, yeah. I don't know why it's so, like, fascinating to watch people eat. Because I just, I love mukbangs as well. Yeah. And so I've grown attachments to a couple of mukbangers because sometimes when... I'm like, yeah, I had to brush my teeth. I don't have any food in my fridge. I'll just watch someone eat exactly what I want to eat. 
So Korea has kind of killed the mukbang. Yeah, dude. But you know why I realized? I realized if you go to a restaurant, Koreans. She was talking about this earlier. Koreans eat like mukbang already, like without a microphone there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's just already. It's they're just <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Like who does the sweat like just like a cartoon? Like no one does that except you go to a Korean restaurant. And like, oh, oh, oh. they don't say a single word, but you know it's delicious. You know? Right? Oh my god! So they really—I mean, that's a Korean word too, mukbang. So it came from that. I know. You know? Oh yeah. But um, anything come else coming out? Anything you want to plug? I think we're gonna, you know. Oh, uh, mm, no, not really. Well, just your art show. Art show. But I think that's only going to be like friends of friends. I want it to be like very private. I'm trying to do stuff where not that many eyes are going to be on it and see right. what comes out. I know you've done like you, you've gone out for auditions for like TV and film stuff too, right? Yeah. I've gone to three auditions and my soul was just gone. I, rem- I, I remember there was a little fun fact where you said I, this was the same week you were like, oh, I just auditioned for the uh, Jubilee an x-men or something oh yeah. yeah oh and then i saw the poster come out and yeah. i was like they chose her <laughs> yeah no I, when i saw the girl i was like okay i could see jen going out for that role it was uh-huh. like it was like a like a small little asian girl for the ju- jubilee role i was like that could have been that jen right been there yeah yeah so there's a little fun fact um, maybe if you didn't know also csi extra number three could have been me <laughs> oh i go out for that all the time come and on. never get it yeah it's just, <laughs> i don't understand but i mean i feel like Acting is such a freaking you. You gotta just be rejected multiple, multiple, multiple times, right? And it's hard because there's not that many roles for us. Mm. But I think it's changing. Oh, right? especially right now, it's like the moment is like now. There's mad Asians and like everything. Yeah. You know how I know? Because I'll get an audition. I'll be like, and then they'll be describe the character I'm auditioning for. They'll be like, oh, early thirties, African American parentheses or Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so I know they just Amazing. added that shit. They yeah, just yeah. added that. They're, you know, like Asians started getting hot these past like this past year. Yeah. So they were like, uh, you know what? It doesn't have to be black. It could be Asian <laughs> with an urban flair. That's what they put. Asian <laughs> with an urban flair. Oh my god. And I know they just added that parentheses. That's some new shit. Like I love they just it. added. Yeah. Oh my but, god. Okay, Jen, thank you for coming. I appreciate you always. And this was an interesting one because, you know, I don't think a lot of podcasts like bring on people in that kind of industry. A lot yeah. of kind of want to bring everybody. And I just want to bring all the homies. So. Thank you. And congratulations on you getting married. Thank you. Shout out. May this be your last marriage. Yes. First and last marriage. Crossing my fingers, man. <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode of Fun With Dumb. Leave a comment below of guests you'd like to see. Peace. Bye.